How's it going today, guys? I'm back here live in the studio once again. Another episode of Hot Takes with TP3. Today is Tuesday, June 4th, 2019. I am joined by my guest from the first podcast I ever did. Back on the show once again, CJ Edmonds. CJ, say what's up to the people. What's up, guys? Great to be back. Yeah, it's good to have CJ back. It's been a long time, but it's finally that time again. I think CJ and I only talked about football last time he was on the podcast, but this time we're going to go to something that suits him a little bit more with baseball. And that's for those of y'all who have been following me on Twitter. I've been betting on baseball. I've been putting the picks out there every single day. I've been killing it so far. I think I'm 107. It's 62-4 and four on the season, so looking to keep this good run up that it's been so far. But before we get into the today's games, me and CJ are just... Basically, how we're going to do this today's podcast is we're just going to go through today's games and we're going to talk about it. We'll talk a little bit about who we think is the best odds right now to win the World Series, who's our sleeper. Before we get into that, let's talk a little strategy when it comes to betting baseball. CJ, what's kind of the strategy you lean towards when it comes to handicapping these games? Well, with baseball, the thing that separates it from the rest of the major sports that you can bet on in the United States is you've got a 162-game season and incredibly advanced statistics. So with these statistics, you can remove the sampling bias that you get from maybe a 16-game NFL season, and you can take these numbers that actually mean something and translate it into finding an edge against Vegas. And so, for example, if you have a player with a 5-war, that's a 5 wins above replacement, meaning if he played 162 games versus if he didn't play 162 games, there's going to be essentially 10 wins in between those. So if he's Playing half the games, you're sitting at the middle average. If he's not playing, you take away five wins from that team's win-loss percentage. That five wins can translate into a 3%, uh, a 3% win percentage that you can find an edge on. So say Mike Trout is sitting a game, that is actually an edge, and Vegas may not actually adjust those lines. So you have all of these statistics that you can take into your account. I don't actually follow too much of what Vegas' lines do. I don't care too much about any contrarian movement. I don't really follow too much of what the Sharps do to the Vegas line. At the end of the day, when you find that edge, that's your edge. And really, the Vegas line isn't that important to me. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I think that what the way the line's moving either way doesn't really mean that much. Like, for example, on Friday there was that Giants uh, Orioles game that was completely steamed, and we both took the Orioles first five innings, and it would change from the Orioles as the favorite to the underdog, and they covered with ease. That was that crazy six run first inning. Oh my gosh, that was ridiculous. They were down like five one in the after the first inning, and then the next thing I look, I check my phone, and it's like seven to five Orioles out yeah. of nowhere. That's what I'm saying. So, I mean, I agree with you. I don't think line movement means as much. I think more so in the in playoffs for sports and in football that line movement means a lot. I don't think it means as much in basketball and baseball betting. But I'm with CJ on this one. Baseball, there's such a big sample size that it's going to be broken down numerically. I base all my betting on baseball off numbers. I would say there's like there's like certain things like y'all see today. Like I there's a team that traveled to the East Coast to play one game and travel all the way back out to the West Coast who I'm against big today for that reason, but for the most part in baseball for me, it's all about the numbers and what the numbers say. Now we're kind of deeper in the season where we know a little bit more. I mean, like you said, though, it's 162 games. I mean, just because it's the Dodgers playing the Marlins doesn't mean the Dodgers are going to win. It's just like in the NBA, like my game of the year was the it was the Suns plus nine against the Raptors. You know, yeah. like it doesn't like it doesn't really matter about how like what the matchups are. It just matters about who's pitching that day. I would say most of baseball betting and just baseball in general comes down to the pitching matchups. Absolutely. That's where you want to bet. That's where you want to look day to day and find your advantage. The first thing you look at, the first thing I look at is who's pitching, where are they pitching? If you're going on Coors Field and you're betting under, 
you're a brave man. You don't want to be <laughs> yeah. under a course field. But if you're in a hitter's or a pitcher's park and you've got Verlander against you know somebody else hot, Hinjin Ryu. Betting the under might be a good idea. Now, Vegas is going to put that line at like six and a half. Yes. Uh, but you want to bet matchups. If you've got Verlander against some, I don't know, Dylan Bundy for the Orioles, listen, the line's not going to be exactly the most uh, flattering thing. It's going to be like minus 300, but it's going to be a 70% plus win percentage for the Astros. And that's willing to take, I mean, I'm willing to take that minus 300 line at that point. Yeah, no, I agree with you there. That is, I don't like taking those those heavy favorites like that. Like today, there's a lot of them with good matchups, which we'll get to. But I definitely took two of them, but I just couldn't make myself do it on another one. But also, a lot of it comes down to two. When you're basing off the starting pitchers, you have to decide if you think the bull, like how deep this pitcher is going to go. Um, if you think the bullpen can hang, like a lot, like with the Nationals, for example, like they're a team with a horrible bullpen, you probably want to lean towards the first five innings with them. Teams like the Braves, too, horrible bullpen. If you're betting just based on a starter, a lot of times leaning the first five innings is a good way to go. If you think the starter, you know, might be a little shaky, but you think it's going to go both ways, then that's more so when you want to go for the full game. Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't agree more. Finding out whether you want to go full nine or first five is huge. A lot of times, if you want to bet the under, you're betting the under because of those starting pitchers. So you want to bet, for me preferably, I go first five innings on the under because that pretty much guarantees those starters to stay in the game for the full entirety of the bet. Yeah, no, I agree with you completely. Especially under is almost always first five innings. I mean, I've been bitten so many times where you get to that eighth or ninth inning and one team's up so big, the other team gets a couple runs and it just... It kills you, but that's pretty much the best way, I think, to go at these games. Anything else you want to say on strategy before we get into the games of themselves today? Last thing I just like about betting on baseball that I think gives it such an advantage over, say, football. Um, you know, with football, you're betting on spreads. The team isn't motivated to cover a spread. They're motivated to win the game. With baseball, unless you're betting the run line, which you won't do too often. I wouldn't recommend doing it too often. I know I've only rarely done it, but you're betting the money line. So, the manager is going to employ everything in his arsenal to guarantee he does. I mean, he, he's going to guarantee he does everything he can to win you your bet when you bet the money line. And I think that's a huge advantage versus betting the spread. No, I actually agree with you completely. That is one thing I like about a lot more about betting baseball too. Is you're betting, like you said, you're betting money lines, not run lines. So you're more so. It doesn't matter if you win by one run. All that matters is you get the W. Like I think I've probably taken run lines like maybe five times all season long. Yeah. And, and underdogs, I see absolutely no value in taking a run line. It's either underdogs sp- positive spread or just don't take them at all. There is one strategy that I've started to use in the last week or so that I've had decent success with. If you do have it on your book, the alternate run lines. So if there is a team that's favorited, you can actually find them having a positive run line. So if they're like a minus 200 uh, money line, they might have a plus one and a half run line at minus like uh, 400. But if you parlay a few of those that seem like they're locks, you give yourself a little bit of breathing room. Now, you're not going to make as much money, but you put three of those together, 15 to win 20 bucks, whatever it is, you're going to have a positive, uh, positive money line on that parlay if you throw three, maybe four together. And... I've had success. I've been three out of four on those, but you got to find the value. If you don't have enough games, then stay away. Yeah, no, I agree with you there. All right, let's get down to these games. Um, I swear, even though we're both Braves fans, I didn't put it so that we have to start with the Braves here. It's just the order everything's in on the sheet today. So we'll start with the Braves on the road at the Pirates. Both teams rested yesterday with no game on Monday. So back at it today. Um, I guess I'll go first on this game. 
So when I looked at this game, stood out to me is Max Fried in the first five innings this season is eight one and one. So eight wins, one loss, one push. And obviously, if you push, if you, as long as you don't do the minus point five, then you get your money back. So. Freed's been pretty good in that. Brault, I mean, he, to me, he's more of an opener kind of guy, five-inning kind of guy. I don't really think he's anything you know special there for the Braves to worry about. Um, Braves said this season the Pirates have not played well in their last 11 for, or first five innings. They've 2-8-1 and one on those, so, I mean, that's not good there either. The Braves are 10-5 and five versus lefties. Brault is a lefty, so... I'm leaning Braves first five on this one. I actually is my first bet at Braves uh, F5 minus 170. Yeah, absolutely. I took the same thing. I actually took the full game money line for the Braves as well. Um, whenever you're betting on Max Fried, you know, you can, you can, you're putting your cards, you're putting your money on a good guy. Um, he's reliable. He's been great all year long. Um, now he is going on the road, I, I believe, right? They're in Pittsburgh. Yeah, they're in Pittsburgh. So he is not as good away. Um, but to his benefit, Pittsburgh. They're just not a good hitting team. Their strength was supposed to be their pitching, and you can see it a little bit. Musgrove's had some flashes, um, but you know Archer was supposed to be their ace. He's been terrible. Brault's been not good. Listen, this team is not very good. I'm not a believer in this team. I think they're going to lose close to 80 games, maybe even more. Uh, meanwhile, the Braves are going to be close to a 90-win team, maybe a little bit less. Uh, but that's just such a heavy advantage when you have such a strong pitcher with Max Freed. Hammer the Braves here. I think it's an easy pick. Yeah, I agree with you. I think it's easy pick as well. Also, I mean, like you said, remember the Pirates got hot to start the season off. Since then, they're three and, ten, and uh, seven in these last ten games. Yeah, they've just not been playing good baseball. Yeah, the Braves kind of broke out of that slump last week. So yeah, I, I think it's a no-brainer here. Braves money line. I took the first five just because I like the value and how good Freed's been. But I think both are great bets. Absolutely. All right, next game we got right here is the Giants at the Mets. Um, I'll let you start on this one. So, Giants-Mets, let's see, what do we have here on this game? Bumgarner versus uh, Vargas, both lefties. So, Bumgarner-Vargas, I mean, just on the surface, you're going to want to bet on Bumgarner. Uh, but, and, and Vargas has not been good. I think Vargas actually had a pretty decent start his last time out. Um, and I know that the Mets have just been this anomaly all year. I mean, they were supposed to be one of the teams that competed in the NL East, and right now they're sitting at 28-31. and 31. They've just not been good. They just can't get out of their own way. I mean, they're a classic New York Mets team. I hate betting on the Mets, even when they throw out DeGrom or Syndergaard when those guys are hot. I mean, all last year you could have bet on DeGrom and you would have lost a lot of money because DeGrom just, they got no run support for the guy. They are a bad team. Now, San Francisco, they also kind of suck. I Personally, I'm staying away from this game. If I had to pick, I'm actually going to pick. It's a tough one. Um... It's actually a Syndergaard. It's not Jason Vargas. Oh, did they change? So they so changed. They, they, they must have changed stars. Um, so I, I have it listed as Bumgarner versus Syndergaard. So I'm going to pick uh, the Mets at home with Syndergaard on the mound. I know he's got a little bit of a high ERA. He's been inconsistent. He has mm-hmm. shown flashes of the Thor that we know. Uh, and Bumgarner has got a 401, but he has also shown that he's not uh, he's not completely removed from his elite years. He's shown that he can be a dynamic guy, and he'll probably be on the trade block. Um, come deadline day, but Mets at home with Syndergaard against a really bad Giants team. It's the best bet I have on that game. Personally, I wouldn't touch it. Yeah, so actually, it's uh, I do remember seeing that actually. The Mets, so the Mets did change starters today. Vargas was supposed to be listed. They bumped him, but I mean, this game to me, I feel like Bumgarner's gotten a little bit more in form as he is pit, he's pitched a lot better in his last three starts. 
He's uh, only given up two runs in two of them and then one in the other one. So, I mean, he's clearly coming more into form now, as we can see. Season's progressed. Um, when Vargas Vargas had a 180 home ERA, so I was leaning more towards on the under with these guys. With Syndergaard in there, I know Syndergaard pitches better at home. I mean, I'm making no plays on this game, just like we said. It's, kind of, it's a decent pitcher's matchup. I'd probably still lean on the under on this one. I mean, both teams can't have not been hitting the ball very well either. No. The Mets, yeah, the Mets are one. The Mets are real beat up right now. I mean, they got Cano on the DL, McNeil on the DL. Um, they got out Cespedes out for. Pro, I don't even know if we'll ever see Cespedes play. Year. I don't know if he'll ever play a game again. Honestly, I, I wouldn't be surprised. And they're they're so reliant on on Pete Alonso, and Pete Alonso is such a such a great hitter. Mm-hmm. Um, and and ultimately. Yeah, like you said, it's a pitching matchup. Both guys are kind of starting to find their form. Uh, the line, the over-under, has actually gone from 7.5 down to 7. Uh, so, honestly, I think this game's going to be a toss-up at the end of the day of who wins this game. It's going to be low-scoring, kind of ugly baseball if you get. If I had to guess. Maybe a good pitching matchup uh, if you want to see some good pitching and some bad hitting. This is the game to, <laughs> this is the game to watch, but... Uh, yeah, I, the under is going to be a little bit tricky at that seven even line. Yeah, that's just a little bit low, with, especially with two guys with four plus ERAs. You just don't know which Madison Bumgarner you're going to get or which Noah Syndergaard you're going to get. They have looked better, just not reliable enough for me to take the under on two guys with four plus ERAs. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. These guys have not been as dominant as they usually did. And there's it's, if it was at eight or nine, I'd feel a little bit more inclined, but seven, Definitely. not for me, not for me at all. All right, we'll move from that one now. To the Marlins at the Brewers. This game has the Brewers. They opened at minus one eighty. I don't know if that line is has that line moved at all. It has. It's up to uh, one ninety five. Ooh, wow! So the Brewers definitely money coming in there on them. Um, I actually am going to agree with these people with money coming in at the Brewers. I have Brewers money line on this one. So starting today for the Mets is Pablo Lopez, right-handed pitcher. He is one in five or one in four on the road, and the team is one in five when he starts on the road. His ERA is eight twenty six. So I mean, he clearly struggles on the road as opposed to at home where he's two and one with a one eight four ERA. So I mean, for him, it's night and day home road. Um, the Brewers also they they're twenty six and eighteen versus righties this season. So the Brewers like right handed pitching. They had the day off yesterday. Yelich and those guys won't be sitting out. I like the Brewers to knock around Lopez early. I got Brewers money line in this one. Yeah, I definitely take. I took the Brewers today as well. Uh, I think it's a good pick. The only problem I have is is Chase Anderson. I believe just came off the DL. Um, oh no, he didn't. I, I'm wrong. Um, so Chase Anderson. It was somebody else for them. Um, oh, gosh, I can't remember. So they just had a pitcher come out the deal. Uh, not Chase Anderson. Chase Anderson's had a pretty decent year. Um, home or away, he's been good. The Met, the Marlins are actually playing some pretty decent baseball right they now. They are. Surprisingly, they've kind of gotten hot, started to figure out themselves. Um, and then they go and throw out a guy like Pablo Lopez against an offense like the Brewers, and it's just it, you just cannot fathom taking the Marlins here in an upset. Um, I think the Brewers should be an easy pick here. Um. Yeah, that's all I got. I got. I got Marlins. In, or, uh, pardon me. I got Brewers in this game. Yeah, the Marlins in the last twenty days are eleven and six. But I mean, we all know it's a long season. You know, every team's the best teams are bound to have a couple. I think last year the Red Sox were one of the first teams. I think in the last like. It was crazy sad. It was like the last 20 years or something like that hadn't been swept in back-to-back series. They're one of the – so, I mean, it, it happens. The best teams, you'll see them lose six in a row. You'll see the worst teams win eight in a row. You know, it's it's baseball. Yeah, baseball's a – it's a funny game. Any team can beat any other team on any given day. So that's why you have so much parity with these games. I mean, the best teams lose 60 – plus or more than 60 games. So – 
Um, you're going to have some parity there. I don't know if this is one of those games where you have parity, though. I just don't yeah. think it will be. Um, Brewers should be a lock. But, again, this is baseball, so Brewer, and, the, and the Marlins are playing good ball. I just don't think they're going to be able to keep up with the Brewers' offense today. I agree with you on that one. Plus, they're also coming from the West Coast where they're just playing out in San Diego. So. Yeah, and they're in Milwaukee, so you've just you've got enough of an edge here to take Milwaukee. Yeah, I, think, I agree completely. Um, next game we got up here is Rockies at Brewers. Um, you want to start? Or sorry, Rockies at Cubs. You want to start us on this one? Uh, yeah, sure. So Rockies Cubs. We've got Justin Hoffman against Kyle Hendricks. Hendricks has been absolutely phenomenal this year. He's been one of those guys that not a lot of people expected to be this good. I mean, he was one of those kind of um, inning eating guys that the Cubs could rely on to, like I said, eat up innings and give them some decent starts and give their offense a chance. He will keep them in games, but that really hasn't been what he's... He has been an ace on any standard. He's got a 308 ERA. He's been lights out. He's had uh, a couple rough outings mixed into these elite eight-inning, two-hit shutout ball games. Um, The Rockies are playing much, much better. They've been playing some good baseball. They're climbing their way back into an NL West race. Uh, and into a wild card spot right now. I think they're fighting for that. Um, I don't think they end up getting a wild card spot personally. I think they end up falling short. Um, but this is not a bad Rockies team. They we know they can hit, um, but they're not playing in course. They're playing in Wrigley. And you know what? Against Kyle Hendricks, I don't know if they can win. I know that um, I think Aaron O's got like an 11 game hit streak rolling right now. He's red hot again. Colorado, good team right now. Um, I don't think. They're going to end up pulling off this win. Um, I ended up taking uh, Cubs' first five money line here. Uh, didn't have a lot of good value at minus 235, but I feel it feels like a safe pick here with Hendricks on the mound at home. I just think he's going to go back to uh, have show out with a great outing here. Uh, Justin Hoffman's just been bad this year. He's got a 7-2 ERA. So seems to point an edge towards the Cubs. Um, the line certainly has moved quite a bit from minus 180 to 225. Uh, and I know I said I don't really pay attention to that, but when you have a lot of angles point that way, and then you look at the line move more than 30 points, uh, or I guess more uh, 45 points is where it's at right now. It's moved 45 points. It it doesn't hurt. Uh, so it doesn't, certainly doesn't discourage you from taking the Cubs. I got Cubs first five money line. Yeah, um, I've got the exact same bet, actually. I mean, Hendricks in his, uh, la- in his last five outings, the first five is – is a four and one at home. Sorry, yeah, at home this season he's four and one in the first five, and he's six and zero in his last six first five innings. So mm. that one loss was to the, or that one bad first five was against the Angels at the beginning of the season, second start of the season. So I mean, you can't really hold that against him. He has a one point two nine home ERA, so he's absolutely lights out at Wrigley. Cubs are fifteen and nine at home versus righties this season. We saw their bats kind of wake up after they. I mean, they were in a bad slump against the Cardinals. They were a, they were a sleeping giant they were dormant and they were awake they were playing the baseball that everyone thought they would at the beginning of the year they are now the contender that everyone thought uh, and Kyle Hendricks is a big reason for that even when they were struggling he was being dominant yeah and exa- exactly that's what I'm saying so I mean this is the perfect spot here for the Cubs I mean Jeff Hoffman doesn't have a lot of starts Not this Jeff season Hoffman, but he is a 720 ERA and I mean I looked back at his at how he's been the last couple seasons more of a bullpen guy rather than a starting rotation guy so I'm just not really seeing it here for the Rockies on the road. I've got the Cubs in the first five innings here on this one. Um, next matchup that we have is we've got Luis Castillo for the Reds, and the Reds are at the Cardinals facing Genesis Cabrera. And so Cabrera only has one MLB start, and he got absolutely shelled in the start. So 
in my opinion, that's not really enough of of a sample size here to really bet anything. No, I I agree. Uh, Luis Castillo is the edge on this game. He has been phenomenal all year. Uh, he's got two four six ERA. Um, home away, I believe he's been great on both. Um, I think he is cle- close to an elite pitcher. He's an elite pitcher in the making. Now he plays for a, a pretty bad Reds team. Um, however, this Reds team actually has a positive run differential of like plus 36 or, or somewhere in that range, which is outstanding given their 27-32 and 32 record, uh, which points to them being a tad bit unlucky. Meanwhile, you've got St. Louis at 30-28. and 28. They've been streaky all year. Um, I think I'm probably staying away from this game because, like you said, Genesis Cabrera's got one start under his belt. Um, I know they think of him highly out in St. Louis, and he's you know he's got a second start, so maybe he's a little more settled. Yeah. He'll be at home. Um, but at the flip, you've got Luis Castillo, who's been fantastic. So I'm staying away. I, I'm leaning towards Cincinnati and Moneyline in this. Uh, the line has gone from 130 to 117, favoring Cincinnati. Um, I would just keep letting that line go down. I think money will probably come in late on Cincinnati. But uh, if I were to pick a game in this, I'm going Cincinnati. Yeah, I would probably lean on Cincinnati with you just because of how good Castillo's been. Thing, one thing that scares me is he got hit decently bad in his last road start. He hasn't been quite as sharp as he was at the beginning of the season. But also the Cardinals are 4-0 in their last four, so they've heated up a little bit after that because they were in a bad stretch about oh, two yeah. weeks ago. And they're also 15-9 and at home versus righties this season. So, I mean, the Cardinals do hit right-handed pitching well. The bats have been heating up a little bit. So, I mean, I would just say this one's more of a stay-away game. I mean, like you said, you don't really know what you're going to get from that Reds offense. Yeah, both teams are very inconsistent. Both teams show flashes of of while they can hit, while uh, the pitching's there. Um, They both show that they can be some pretty decent ball clubs. But, frankly, I don't trust either one of these teams. Yeah, no, I'm I'm with you there on that one. Um, Next game we got here. On slate is we have the Dodgers who have Ryu, who I mean we all know how dominant Ryu has been this this year, versus uh, Taylor Clark for the Diamondbacks. Uh, what are you thinking about this one, CJ? So I actually um, I I went with a little bit of a surprise here. I surprised myself. I went with Arizona money line on this. I thought it had a lot of value. I got it at plus one ninety. Um, I also feel a little bit crazy for betting against Hinjin Ryu because of how great he's been. Um, and how dominant the Dodgers are. However, um, I do think I have a bit of an edge from just a pure analytics side. Um, I think Vegas, let's see, give me a moment here to find it. So Vegas has um, an implied win percentage of 67% uh, for the Dodgers. Um, But according to analytics, it's actually closer to 60, which means there's a 7% difference in Vegas implied and actual win percentage. And that 7% is enough to point me towards a pretty big upset here uh, and a pretty big edge for Arizona. I think should they pull up the upset, that plus 190, uh, it's a bit of a stretch. But given that 7% difference in the implied win percentage and the, um, and the analytic win percentage, I'm taking Arizona here on a flyer. Um, not real confident. They are one of my two dogs today. Um, but like I said, taking Arizona, they are playing at home. They're very good at home. They are a dangerous team. Um, Hinjin Ryu has been great. The Dodgers have been great. But taking a flyer here with Arizona at home. Interesting. That's definitely an interesting angle you got there. I'm actually on the opposite side of you, side here. I did not go full game, though. I took Dodgers' first five money line at minus 230. I mean... 
what can we say about Ryu? He, yes, he's not quite as good at home, but I, I mean on the road. But I mean, this guy's absolutely lights out. Eight and one on the season, eight and three total this year. When games when he's pitched, um, the Dodgers are thirty and eleven this season versus right-handed pitching. That was really what stuck out to me. I think the Dodgers can get two or three runs on the board here in the first five innings. And how stacked up that offense is. They gave Bellinger the day off yesterday. He'll be back in the lineup today. I just look for Ryu to be lights out. I think if they get to Ryu, it'll be in that 6th, 7th inning area because, I mean, the Dodgers' bullpen, quite honestly, hadn't been as good as they have been in the past. So, I mean, I could see them getting to Ryu, leaving him out there too long, them getting to him in the later innings, but I like them in the first five innings. Yeah, oh, look, that's a trend across baseball right now. Nobody's bullpen. I think the bullpen ERA right now is the highest it's been in a while. It's been it's been bad, which is an interesting trend given – uh, the way baseball is moving right now, everybody wants to throw all of these relievers. More relievers have been used in the last year than ever before. And now this year, the ERA is higher than ever before. So, um, you know, from a betting standpoint, you are really trusting your starters now more than ever. Um, and today, no different. Trusting on Hinjin Ryu is not a bad call. Um, I, I probably will actually end up taking uh, Dodgers' first five money line or first five spread. Um, but I'm still going to stick with the full game just because, or full game Arizona, just because of that 7% spread on the win percentage. It's enough to just tempt me to sprinkle on that. I'm not, it's not a high confidence pick. It's a flyer. But again, that plus 190 is just enough to tempt me. Yeah, and I mean, if there were to be a team that could kind of get an edge on him, it'd be a team like the Diamondbacks that are in division and are going to see Ryu a good amount of times each season. Exactly. So I can definitely sit down there. Before we get into the second half of games, now that we've done the first half, let's talk a little bit here about teams so far this season. And so out of the favorites right now, so Vegas has favored right now. The Dodgers are at plus 275 to win the World Series. Astros at plus 300. Yankees at plus 550. Twins are at plus 700. That's the top four right there. Out of those top four, which team do you feel the most comfortable betting right now to win it? Definitely, you're going to want to pick, uh, for me personally, I, I believe – um, you have either the Dodgers or the Astros, and then you have everybody else. Um, the, the benefit with the Dodgers is the competition in the NL for teams isn't quite as strong. So their path to the World Series is going to be a little bit easier than, say, the Astros. We're going to have to go through the Yankees. We're going to have to go through the Twins. We're going to have to go through the Rays. Um, Dodgers will fight the Phillies, the Brewers, the Braves, the Cubs, and, and that really meant, I mean, Hey, don't sleep on the Cardinals. I'm not sleeping on the Cardinals whatsoever. They are a dangerous team. I just don't know if they have enough pitching to make it through. Um, they just, I just don't know if they do. I think they actually have a pretty decent bullpen. It's their starters I'm more worried about. I know the talent's there. But, again, um, I think it comes down to Dodgers having an easier path than the Astros. There's less value there, not by much. The Astros are a far better team, which makes it a little interesting. Um, but I think just because the Dodgers have a little bit easier path – I'm going to take the Dodgers because it should be a lock that they make it in. They're such a good team this year. The pitching is there. Uh, don't be surprised if they make an acquisition to hunker down that bullpen uh, by the trade deadline to sure it up. I'm going to go Dodgers plus 275, uh, close second Astros plus 300. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you on this one. Actually, go with the Dodgers plus 275. Before the season started, that's who I picked to win the World Series. So I still feel pretty good about the Dodgers here in this spot. I mean, like you said, I feel like that they're just so much. They're on a. They're so much better than all these other teams. I feel like there's there's four, three, four super teams in baseball. That'd be the Dodgers, Astros, Yankees, and Red Sox. 
So, I mean, the Dodgers are on the opposite side of those three teams. So, I mean, they'll obviously all beat up on each other a little bit. I feel like L.A., you know, it's they've been back to the World Series the last two years. And, I mean, they've done so well in the NL in the past few years. I don't see why they wouldn't once again. And, I mean, like you said, spending money is not a problem. If they know they need yeah. to go out and get other players, they'll gladly do it. And it feels like, too, like these guys that they have – that don't even play every day that they're platooning would be your second or third. I mean, your third, fourth, second hitter on any other team in the NL. So that too, I mean, no like, doubt. I mean, they are loaded. They're deep and they're loaded. Um, and just to touch on the other two favorites, you know, we talked about how the Astros—they're loaded. Listen, they've got the pitching, they've got the hitting. Uh, they are—they're a top to bottom team, no doubt. They've got Osuna to hold down that bullpen. Uh, Astros are probably the best team in the major leagues. They just have a tougher path. Um, coming in the third favorite, just to touch on these other two top four teams here, uh, Yankees at plus 550. Um, my only reserve with the Yankees is they've they've been riddled with injuries. Now, they've still managed to do to be very good this season, but they're down Severino, and so once they get him back and fat back full strength, that's going to be a huge plus for them. That's not my concern. My concern is when they get Aaron Judge back and John Carlos mm-hmm. Stanton back. How is that going to upset this team? They don't really know. I mean, are Yankees fans just going to stop booing John Carlos Stanton when he strikes out three times a game? That's what he does, but he gives you that flash of brilliance also. So, listen... I mean, Clint Frazier's just had a, a blunder of a game out in right field. I think just yesterday, or maybe it was the day before, he had like two errors. He cost him. He basically cost him a game. He was he was terrible, absolutely horrible. Yeah, that was sad. That was Sunday. Was it Sunday? Yeah. So yeah, a couple of days ago. Um, but you've got guys like Gio Urshela, and, and, and these guys are going to start getting forced. Now I don't think Gio Urshela will be forced out. Andrew Har's done for the year. Wait, Andrew Har's done for the year. Andrew now? Har, yeah. So he's elected to have surgery on his uh, torn labrum. He came. I know he came back a little bit, but he's mm-hmm. going to be done for the year. Um, I don't think I know they just got Aaron Hicks back. Um, they got Batanzas coming back too. Batanzas, so they've got these pieces coming back, but they've still done well. I just don't know. There's just a lot of uh, essentially like validity with this team that I, I it makes me want to stay away. The Yankees are dangerous now. When they get these guys back, they're going to stay dangerous. I just don't know how much I trust them. Uh, Diego Herman's been fantastic for them. Um, uh, Masahiro Tanaka has had a good year for them as well. Batanza's coming back is good. Chapman's Chapman. Um, so listen, the Yankees are good. I just don't know how these guys coming back is going to affect the chemistry of the team. Um, Yankees fans are not forgiving. Twins, best offense in the league. Pitching, I just don't think it's there. I think they got to go get Kimbrel. I don't know if they will. I don't think Odorizzi and, um, and Julio Barrios are enough to hold this team down for a five or seven game series. But that offense is for real. I think the Twins will probably win 90-plus games this regular season. They will run through that division, which is just absolutely terrible. they got the White Sox, who are actually playing 500 baseball. Cleveland's playing 500 baseball. Cleveland will probably sell everybody there here at the trade deadline. You, you would you would think so. Um, but So Twins, I think they're going to be a 90-plus win team. I just don't know if I trust them in the postseason. Yeah, I agree with you there. Um, looking at these teams that are out of that are outside of the top four value wise and betting on them to win the World Series, I actually lean value wise. I think the Braves and the Cardinals have the two best value, and I think the Cardinals have a lot of younger guys like Harrison Bader and these other pitchers that they have. Like for example, who they're throwing today, you know, like. They've got a lot of younger guys. I think they'll come around as the season goes on. We watched the Cardinals last season. You know, they got hot as the second half of the season, and they kind of rode that stretch. Obviously, they barely missed making the playoffs because of how competitive that division was. But, I mean, the Cardinals were right there in it all season long. So, I mean, at plus uh, 2,800 to win it all, I think that's a lot of value right there. 
And then I think the Braves are also far from having their final roster. So, I mean, I think there's a lot of value there with the Braves. I actually almost forgot about the Red Sox. I mean, the Red Sox, there's tons of value there too. Yeah, listen, anytime you have a former World Series winner, um, you know, the year before last year with the Red Sox, um, coming in at plus 160, you know, there's going to be a little bit of value there. I just don't, I actually don't trust the Red Sox at all. Mookie is not having a great year. He peaked last year. There's no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. Um, J.D. Martinez, he's still J.D. Martinez, but he's actually hitting, a, I think, a smidge under 300 right now. Uh, the pitching hasn't been there, save maybe David Price and, and one or two others. Uh, but they've just not been playing good baseball. And I don't know. They, there's a chance they actually end up getting squeezed out of the playoffs just because of how good the American League is. Right now, the Yankees are leading that division, I want to say. Um, and they also have to compete with the Rays. And they also have to compete with... Um, who else is going to be fighting for a wild card spot? I mean, they've got, yeah, well, they they will probably squeeze into a wild card spot now that I'm looking at it. But the uh, A's are probably the one team not to compete with. Yeah, the A's are starting to come along, no doubt. So, I personally, I, I just don't trust the Red Sox. They get into the playoffs, I I, I don't trust it. Um, I think the Brewers, man, and you know, you, this is when you start finding the value. There's a lot of value in these NL teams because there's just such a large pack. You've got the Dodgers. And you've got everybody else. And any one team between the Brewers, the Cubs, the Braves, and the Cardinals can emerge from that team of four that's just sitting just below where the Dodgers are. And if you, man, you put a gun to my head and make me choose between Brewers, Cubs, Braves, and Cardinals, it's going to be a tough one. Um, you know, you don't even know that all three of those teams between the Brewers, Cardinals, and Cubs make it out. I mean, you've got the Phillies in there as well. Um, I don't. I personally don't trust the Phillies. I, I think they make the playoffs. I don't think they do much in the playoffs. Um, I think they probably get beat in the first round, to tell you the truth. So, again, Braves, Brewers, Cubs, and Cardinals are probably your best bet from that rest of the group. <sighs> tough choice. I'm going to go, man, really tough choice. Cardinals were so good at the beginning of the year. They've shown they can do it. Same with the Brewers. Cubs are showing they can do it now. Braves, we know what this team is made of, what their makeup is, and what they're about. I think they're going to be hungry for more. I'm going to go Braves, and I'm going to go Cubs. The Cubs, experience. They've been there before. They know what they're doing. They've got, again, they've just got so much experience. Uh, and the Braves, that's my one problem with them. But I think they're young and hungry. Maybe I'm biased, but I'm going Braves and Cubs for uh, the, the crop of the rest. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I like the Cubs there, too, in that spot. So, I mean, that's a good pick there, but... I've got the Braves and the Cardinals. I still think the Cardinals. But, I mean, the Cardinals just, you know, there's just so much value there, I think, with how good the team is. Like you said, they proved they can do it at the beginning of the season. So No doubt. Definitely there. It's going to be fun to see. I mean, it's it's real early in the season, guys. I mean, we're, we're, we're not even at the All-Star break. So. Yeah, it's, yeah, there's a lot of baseball still to be played. A lot can happen. But let's get back to these games now. We've got the Phillies versus the Padres tonight. We've got uh, Jared Eckhoff versus Chris Paddock, both righties on the mound tonight. I'll start out with this one. Uh, I think this one's kind of a no-brainer here. I got Padres' money line. I would go Padres' first five innings, but the Padres are actually one of the worst teams in baseball in the really? first five innings. Yeah, one of the their top three worst teams in the MLB in first five innings. Like, for example, they lost first five innings last night and won the game. Yeah. So I do not feel comfortable taking them first five innings. But Paddock, it's night and day for him between home and road. At home, he's dominant. He's the team is four and one when he pitches. He's two and one total with a one four two ERA. I think Paddock's going to deal tonight. Guys coming out off kind of a bad start at Yankee Stadium. Also, Eckhoff is two four and two first five innings, 
And the Phillies are batting 179 in their 0-5 in their last five games. So, I mean, Philadelphia's not hitting the ball well. I don't think seeing Paddock will be a very welcoming sight to these ice-cold Philadelphia bats tonight. No doubt. I'm, I'm on the same page as you. Philly, ice-cold Padres. Um, you know, Padres, I think, are going to be playing some meaningful baseball till like, September. Um, I think they're a, pretty, they're, they're a little bit ahead of schedule, I think, right now. I think they're sitting at 31-29. Uh, and 29. Paddock, I'm picking the Cowboy today. Um, he's one of the most electric rookie pitchers that I've seen come through the league in a while. Um, I'm going to take them first five, and I'm going to take them full game. Jared Eikhoff has given up four or more runs in his last four starts. That's pretty bad. I don't think the Phillies' bats are going to be able to compensate for that, especially against Paddock. Like you said, coming off a bad start against the Yankees where he really wanted to prove on a national stage what he could do, and he didn't. He failed, and I think he's going to come back a little bit pissed off. That seems like the kind of guy he is. He's the confident cowboy. Um, He's going to come out and deal today at home. Give me the Padres' first five. Give me the Padres' full game. Interesting. I like that. Yeah, I can definitely see the Padres covering that first five day. Like I said, Eikhoff's been awful in the first five innings. So, I mean, it'll, it'll, I don't feel comfortable with that. I feel more comfortable in first five games, but I definitely think it's a good play. All right, let's look now to we got the Yankees at the Jays. I actually have two plays on this game, so I'll let you go first. So, we've got uh, Masahiro Tanaka coming in um, against Clayton Richard at, um, in Toronto. So, Yankees, 38-20, Toronto, 21-38. Um, you know, seems like a pretty easy, straightforward bet here. Yankees, money line, uh, not a lot of value in it right now, coming in at 195. Uh, I'm not going to touch this game. Toronto's been pretty bad first five all year, if I can recall. Um, frankly, they've just been bad all year at 21-38, and 38, almost an inverse record from the Yankees, 38-20. and 20. Uh, so listen, you, you take the Yankees here, it should be a relatively safe pick, um, but there's something about Clayton Richard with that 3-3 ERA, 3-3-8 ERA. I'm going to stay away. Um, no picks for me, but gun to my head, I'm picking the Yankees. Yeah, I don't have a problem taking the Yankees today. I know Richard's been decent this year, but I just got to go with the Yanks, man. They're 16-4 and as an away favorite this season, and the over wow. is 17-2-1 when they're the away favorite. So, I mean, the Yankees, they yeah, they've been hitting the ball well. I think that this game will go over the nine. So, I have Yankees money line and over nine. Also, this is Colorado's first game since leaving, or, I mean, ugh, the Blue Jays' first game since leaving Colorado, not Colorado. <laughs> Blue Jays' first game since leaving Colorado. So, I think that could also play a decently big part, too, traveling from that altitude. So, I think that'll help the Yankees today. And, I mean, I think the, I think the um, Blue Jays will be able to get a run or two on the board. So, I think that think overall the Yankees will get this and we'll get that over pretty easily. Yeah, I mean, they are playing in the Dome, so that always helps. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. So I'm definitely big on the Yankees' side today. Next game on the, on the board for us is Twins at Indians. We got Devin Smeltzer versus Shane Bieber, the lefty and Smeltzer, righty and Bieber. And I am actually do not have a play on this game. To me, there's just not enough um, info here on Smeltzer. Um, the, the, I will say this though: the Twins are ten three and two in the in their last fifteen first fives. The Indians are one ten and three first five in the last fourteen games for them. So, I mean, as much as I would want to take Bieber in a game like this with him being the much better pitcher and him being pretty dominant when he's at home, I mean, he's a two nine seven ERA, and that's with the Braves scoring nine runs on him in that one start. So, I mean, yeah. you take that out, his ERA is probably in like the low, low ones at home. So, 
I mean, as much as I would want to take Bieber, I can't ignore how bad the Indians are. And I mean, the, with the team that hits home runs like the Twins do, one swing of the bat could change that entire first five innings there. So for me, there's no play on this game, but I would lean first five Indians. Yeah, so I'm actually, this is my second dog of the day. Um, I'm taking Twins here at plus 121. The line's actually moving in favor of the Indians, probably because of Shane Bieber against a rookie, Devin Smeltzer. Uh, Smeltzer's last time out, six innings, zero earned runs, seven Ks. That was a home game. Uh, Bieber has shown flashes of being absolutely dominant. He is a highly regarded prospect for the Indians. Uh, He has shown flashes of brilliance, and he has also imploded on uh, actually a couple occasions, the Braves being one of those occasions. And it was also a time earlier in the year where he just, I don't think he made it out of the third inning. Yeah, he also got kind of shelled last out against the Red Sox. He gave up six runs. Yeah, so he's he's shown that he he is hittable. He's not a power guy. He's a location guy. And if he doesn't have that location, he doesn't have every single one of his pitches working, uh, he's really going to have to battle on that mound against a Twins team that can hit just about anybody. Like you said, one home run, and this game is just flipped on its side. So... I took Twins here. They're too good. Uh, In division against the Indians, the Indians are just bad. They are an abysmal hitting team. Uh, They have got to do something about that, or they got to sell and work towards the future. So I don't know what they want to do. I'm taking Twins here. I think the offense is too good. Uh, Bieber's good. I think Smelter's probably going to be just as good. I'm going to stay away from first five. Uh, because Twins have a chance to win this game at any inning one through nine. So I'm going Twins money line. That's my second dog of the day. Yeah, the other point I also forgot to make at the Yankees-Jays game is the Yankees are the best team in baseball against their own division. So there that's another thing, too, that makes me feel good about that. But, I mean, I, I, mean, I don't think there's a bad play at all on the Twins here. Honestly, that's what I was hoping – to put my money today was on the Twins, but I just couldn't. I just there's just not enough for me on Smelter to make a bet, to make a play and not enough data on him. Yeah, sure. To make one there. So the next game we have now is the Rays at the Tigers. Um, I mean, I think this one's pretty straightforward. You got Blake Snell versus Ryan Carpenter. Carpenter has a he's 0-2 this season and four starts and has a 7.58 ERA. And the the Tigers are at home today where he has an ERA of 13. Whew. So I mean, the the Rays, in my opinion, they were just way too taxed. They're sitting at what minus 270. Yep, minus 271 right now. They're just getting hammered. Yeah, and I mean Snell. I mean Snell's the former Cy Young Award winner. I mean one of the best pitchers in baseball right here. Yeah. To me, there's just not enough value to make a bet on this game, but I would definitely take Tampa Bay. Yeah, look, you give me straight up uh, pick a pick a team to win, Rays or, or an easy pick. Um, but to bet on them at minus two seventy one, the offense just isn't there. I mean, listen, this team can get shut down by anybody, including Ryan Carpenter. Um, so I do think they are that bad of an offense. They do have Austin Meadows. Uh, Tommy Pham, obviously, all guys. So listen, they've got guys that can hit. I mean, for Pete's sake, uh, Austin Meadows is having like an MVP caliber season mm-hmm. right now. So far, um, it is early, but he is having that good of a year. Uh, Blake Snell has been much, much, much better since his rough starts of the year. His ERA is down to three point oh seven. Um, Rays win. I'm not betting on it. Two seventy, like you said, just too taxed. Yeah, no, I I agree with you completely. Too much. Too much tax on that game right there. I mean, if that was in the in the lower twos, I would feel better about taking it. But at two seventy one, there's just no value. Maybe throw in a parlay or something. Yeah, and good parlay team today is the Rays. All right, next game is Baltimore at the Rangers. I'll let you start with this game. So I've got uh, the Texas Rangers at home against probably the worst team in baseball. Um, 
always a safe, uh, decent, decent idea to bet against the worst team in baseball in Baltimore at 18 and 41. Or horrible. Let's just be honest. They've got one of their best pitchers, Dylan Bundy. He's got a four, uh, a 4.58 ERA, and he's one of their best guys. So, um, yeah, I don't, I don't trust their offense. They've got Drew Smiley on the mound for, uh, for Texas. Drew Smiley, a little inconsistent, a little cold recently, uh, but at home, Texas, I think they're able to find a way to get it done against one of the worst teams in baseball. Yeah, um, I almost took the over in this one, but I took the Rangers money line as well. The Rangers are seven and two as a favorite this season, so that makes me feel good about taking them. I really Jeez. wanted to go over in this one, but the over is is one and nine in the last ten games for the Rangers at home. The Rangers on the road though are a lot better in these over under spots, so the over is hitting for them over seventy percent of the time. So I stayed away from that one. I mean. Bundy's two and six this season, or he's two and six in his starts, and the team is two and eight when he pitches. So I mean, those two things right there, and the Rangers are the favorite today. That just tells me to take the Rangers. Did you tell? Did you say the Rangers were seven and two as favorites? Yeah, they've only been favorited in nine games this year out of fifty-seven. That is not good. And they're actually thirty and twenty-seven. Listen, this Rangers club—they're not terrible. They're not bad. I mean, they're playing above five hundred baseball. I don't think they finish above five hundred. Uh, but it's teams like Baltimore that they're going to get their wins against. Yeah, no, absolutely. This is the kind of game where the Rangers are licking your chops. So we both got Rangers there in that one. There's another agreeance between us. Next game on the slate is Red Sox versus Royals. You have Eduardo Rodriguez, left-hander, versus Glenn Sparkman, right-hander. I'll let you start with this one. Yeah, so uh, Eduardo Rodriguez coming in, 5.04 ERA. Glenn Sparkman, a 4.21 ERA. Kansas City is just a nightmare. Um, their win percentage, their projected win percentage at the beginning of the year, I think they were supposed to finish around a, a 400 team. Um, and they're actually right right now uh, projected to be at like a 3.31% winning percentage, which is, it's just abysmal. They're coming in at 19 and 40. Um, and the different, the only difference between this team and Baltimore is this team actually has talent. Uh, this Kansas City team is not bad. Uh, they hit overs a lot. They're a decent over. They're a decent hitting team. Um, Adalberto, he's got a tricky name to say. Adalberto Mondesi, their shortstop. That guy is an absolute stud. He's a twenty home run, twenty steal guy. Um, he's gonna strike out plenty, but he is an absolute menace. He's good defensively. Listen, Whit Merrifield too. Whit Merrifield. Uh, listen, this Kansas City team not bad at all. Uh, Boston coming at 30 and 29, horribly inconsistent. Uh, they are just the. I've said it before when we were picking the World Series favorites. I do not trust this uh, Boston team. I am staying far away from this game. Uh, too hard to predict. So I don't have any plays. Uh, if I had to pick a winner, you know, I, I'll, I'll pick Kansas City here to win on a, uh, at home against a terribly inconsistent uh, Boston team. Despite Kansas City just being abysmal all year. Just it's hard for me to pick Boston here, uh, especially at 184 minus 184. No value. Yeah, no value there on the Red Sox. Um, as much as I would love, I see what Eduardo Rodriguez has, an, has a road ERA of 6.53. He actually just had a good outing against Houston, where he only gave up one run. So I mean, he's kind of had his outlier pitching game, in my opinion, on the road there. As much as I really wanted to take Kansas City, that would have been my one dog I was taking. I thought about it, but there's just not enough data here for me on Sparkman. Sparkman. In his one home start, get pitched seven innings, gave up no runs. Then in his one away start against the White Sox, gave up four runs and didn't get out of the first inning. Jeez. Um, so it's it's tough for me here on this one. 
but I can't, I cannot take a side, but I actually feel really good about taking the over in this one, over 10 runs. Like you said, both teams can hit the ball here. I think both of these teams, there's wind as well coming in, I believe. So both these teams can hit the ball. They got some wind. Eduardo Rodriguez, horrible on the road. I got to take the over here on this one. Yeah, it looks like the weather is nine miles an hour blowing out. So yeah, that's coming in partly cloudy, eighty degrees. Beautiful day out in Kansas City and Coffin Stadium. So I think uh, I think the over seems like a good pick. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. We got the weather. We got bad pitchers. I mean, all that and good hitting. All yeah. that sounds like a good, like a long over game. Yeah. So I'm I'm going with the over here on this one. Um, next game we have right here is the A's at the Angels. This is one of the last games on the slate. We've got three left. Um, I'll let you start again with this one. So we got Frankie Montas against Griffin Canning. A super intriguing pitching matchup from a baseball fan's perspective. Uh, Frankie Montas has been one of the Big, big, reliable, consistent bright spots of Oakland's up-and-down season. They're finally starting to put it together, uh, but he's been there all year. Griffin Canning, they brought uh, the Angels brought this guy up uh, a couple weeks ago. He's not been up since the start of the season. I think he came in about a month ago, maybe more, maybe less. Uh, and he's been great since he came in, bar maybe one bad start his first time out. Uh, he's sitting at a 3.06 ERA. Frankie Montas, a 2.8 ERA. Angels at home. Angels terribly inconsistent. Oakland... Same way, both teams are actually playing some pretty good baseball right now. Uh, Over-under sitting at 8.5. I'm not touching anything in this game. Uh, An 8.5 over-under, just hard to pick. The line is sitting at minus 107, favoring the Angels. Um, You know, I I think I'm going to pick Angels to win the game, uh, but that's a toss-up. I'm staying away from it. Yeah, I mean, the Angels' bats have been hot lately, although they were not very hot last night against the Cubs. Lester kind of shut them down. But I'm actually going on the A's on this one, and I feel pretty good about taking them. Montas on the road is a 2.06 ERA. That's in six starts where he's 3-2 and two in those starts. I mean, Canning has been good at home as well with a 2-2 ERA. But my thing is the Angels, so they traveled from the West Coast to go play a game on the East Coast, and they traveled back out to the West Coast again. Mm-hmm. That's just a lot of travel right there on your team. Montas is so much better on the road. I feel like the A's are in a good spot here. I'm ta- I took the A's and I believe they were an under- they were at plus one hundred two when I took them. I don't know if they're still a dog anymore, but that was I mean that's not great underdog value. But I feel like this is the kind of game the A's can win with all that. Looks like right now the A's are sitting at minus one hundred one. Angels are at minus one hundred seven. I actually am going to have a play on this um, after thinking about it more. Um, I'm going to take the first five under. I've got two good pitchers here. Um, the first five under is at four and a half. Oh, yeah. That is the line that I look for when I bet first five unders, four and a half. You start getting down to four, that half a run is actually pretty big. I mean, you can push at four. You're going to win it at four at four and a half. You go down to three and a half, I don't usually want to touch it. One swing of the bat can really change that over-under in the first five. But four and a half with two good pitchers. I don't put as much weight into them traveling uh, cross country and coming back. Um, this isn't necessarily a young Angels team. Um, they've got a couple young guys in there, but for the most part, you have a lot of experience in there. So I don't think that travel. I mean, they're major league baseball players, so I, I don't put as much weight into them traveling. Um, but like you said, Griffin Canning at home, great. Frankie Montas in the road, great. Uh, the four and a half. Over underline, that's great. It's actually got a lot of value too at uh, minus one hundred five. I think that's a little bit low for Vegas. So there's an edge right there. Um, I'm taking first five under. Yeah, no, I like that. I think that's a good play right there. I'm still got. I'm still going to stick with my side in this one. 
Next game on here is the Astros versus the Mariners. The Mariners will be throwing an opener, I know, to start this game off. Then they'll be turning it over to Kikuchi, who's a lefty. And then we got Wade Miley throwing for Houston. Um, as much as I would like to take Houston this game, because Kikuchi, you know, he's one of those young guys. He was good at the beginning of the season. He has not been great since then, giving up six and four runs in his last two outings. Actually, five runs in one of them, but one of them was unearned. But I just can't make a play on this one because Miley is a 436 road ERA as opposed to his 232 home ERA. So therefore, I lean towards the over in this game, but I don't have a play in this one. Do you know for sure that it's uh, you say you see Kikuchi that's yeah. going to be playing for the Mariners? Are they using it? I think Mariners may be using an opener. No, no, no they are using an opener. So, yeah, sure. they're using an opener, Andrew Moore, and then coming into you say you say Kikuchi. Uh, yeah. Kikuchi was. Um, coming over to America, a highly sought-after Japanese pitcher. A lot of success in the Japanese league. Um, and a lot of mixed success here in America since moving over to the to the Major League Baseball this year. Um, I don't... I don't I, it's hard to pick. Uh, Seattle's a pretty bad team, uh, flat out. They're in sell mode already. I think this is the fastest team. The fastest a team has ever gone from being 13-1 to now being... Let's sell, fire sell, everybody out. They just got rid of Jay Bruce. Everybody else is on the is on sale as well. As far as I know, they're trying to shop uh, uh, Edwin Encarnacion. And listen, this team is 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 bad. Yeah, that's uh, what happens when you're three and fifteen in your last twenty in the last twenty days. You yeah, know? exactly. And you've got Houston, the best team in the league, uh, coming in at forty one twenty and just passing every eye test that you can pass. Um, at 167, the line's actually moving downwards in favor of the of uh, Houston betters. Uh, money's going to come in late on that. That line might drop down to 165, 166, and then jump back up to probably around 170 where it started. Um, yeah, I'm going to take. I, I'm not going to have a play for this game. Uh, Kikuchi's been inconsistent, but he has been lights out at times. Uh, so I'm staying away. Uh, I'm not going to touch the over under either because of that inconsistency. Wade Miley's been good at times as well, so no play here for me. Yeah, no, I agree with you there. I think it's a good game to stay away from. Might be a fun one to watch late night. Last game we got on the board here is White Sox at national or Na yeah, White Sox are at Na at the Nationals tonight. Um, we got Ronaldo Lopez pitching versus Steven Strasburg. What are you thinking about this one? I am thinking heavy on the Nationals. Uh, Steven Strasburg has been elite this year. Um, I trust him home. I trust him away. Um, I certainly trust him home, though. I mean, what is that home ERA sitting at? 0.9, that's uh, his whip. Uh, a 3-2 ERA at home. Um, I trust this Nationals team to turn it around eventually. I trust them more than I trust uh, in, like, the Mets, for example, in the mm -hmm. NL East. They've been one of the most unlucky teams this year. You look at that lineup, and losing Bryce Harper really doesn't hurt that much. I mean, listen, the guy's hitting, like, 240, strikes out way too often uh, his OPS is actually pretty good uh, but they have Victor Robles as his replacement and Victor Robles is a top tier prospect a top tier rookie uh, Victor Rendon uh, or Hector Rendon what am I saying um, Anthony Rendon Anthony Rendon my goodness yeah sorry um, Juan Soto Juan, yeah Juan Soto I'm a huge fan of Juan Soto um, so listen you have uh, a bad pitcher in Ronaldo Lopez. He's not good on the way. He's not good away. Strasburg's good at home. Uh, Washington's got the lineup. They're playing at home. Uh, I, it's just you cannot pick against Washington today. If you're gonna pick anything, uh, Washington first five money, uh, first five spread at minus a half run, probably has the most value. 
Um, but even that is at minus 160. This is a heavy favorite at minus 250 for Washington. I'm still taking it pretty heavy today. Um, the Vegas implied win percentage is at about 70%. Uh, but the actual win percentage after analytics comes in at about 77%. Um, let me double check that. Actually, that seems a bit high. But it is much, much higher than what Vegas says it is. Uh, so Vegas has it at 72%. Oh, pardon me. Vegas has it at 69%. Um, and the actual percentage comes in at 74%. That is a big, big edge. Um, I know it's minus 250. I don't care. I'm still taking it. It should be a lock. Um, if you don't feel comfortable taking that minus 250, maybe another good team to throw in uh, a parlay just like the Rays. Yeah, I agree with you there. I think it's a good parlay team. I just don't feel comfortable taking a team like the Nationals that high, although they are playing good baseball. The White Sox come in playing good baseball as well. They've been hot recently. So, I mean, I I would I would agree with you on the money line. Maybe try the minus one and a half. Just don't throw, you know, that heavy on it. I think there's a decent value there in the minus one and a half. But I'm staying off this game. I feel pretty good about the ones I have already. I um, mean, like you said, I mean, Strasburg, one of the best. He's kind of returned to that Steven Strasburg form. I feel like he's gotten better as a pitcher, and he's not just a thrower like he used to be. Yeah, that's the thing. He's not throwing He's not throwing 100 miles an hour anymore. He's, he's throwing 95, which, you know. He's still throwing 95, but yeah. he's had to learn how to actually pitch to his benefit, and he's got a guy like Scherzer who's helping him with that. Um, and I'm actually not taking the the minus one and a half. I said earlier, I'm not a big um, run line guy, yeah. um, but the run line in the first five is minus a half run, which means that they only have to be winning after five full innings. Um, now, if it's tied, you don't get that push like you would with the money line in the first five but you get a little bit better value. So that's what I'm taking. I'm taking their first first five run line and their full game money line. Yeah, I like that there. Um, it's all the games for today. Me and CJ, I'll try to do this more often for you guys. It was fun. I appreciate you coming on, man. Yeah, man. It's a pleasure to be here. Always a good time. Yeah, no, we ought to, we, me and CJ have become pretty big into breaking these baseball games down, so we'll try to do it for y'all a little more often. I'll put all these picks out on Twitter as well, but appreciate everyone tuning in, and we'll see y'all next time.